0: Right on, right on, right on. Right, right on, on radio. On radio. Right on, right on, right on. Hey, welcome to Right On Radio everybody. It's Friday and we are so glad to be with you here today on this uh very exciting time in the world's history as we celebrate how blessed we are to be given this time slot, our appointed time, here on Earth. And yes, indeed... We have a good one today. We're going to be talking about all kinds of things election-wise and going around the world. Of course, we need to keep our eyes on Israel, and Tom has been doing that for certain, so let me introduce him. If you don't know, if you're new to the show, uh, my name is Jeff. I'm the host of Right On Radio, and Tom joins me on this uh friday show every friday 9 a.m eastern tom is an author a script writer a visionary and i maintain that he downloaded the script prophetically for the immortals in which the movie that you are all familiar with the matrix was lifted from his script and no this is not conjecture we have the Evidence. But without further ado, Tom Althouse, welcome back to Right On Radio. Thanks, Jeff. It's good to be here. It's good to have you, Tom. I'll tell you. Oh, by the way, Tom, what did you think of the Attitude song as our intro as people are coming in?
1: Powerful. I couldn't really hear anything at first because it was it just went silent. But So I'm looking forward to hearing it again But because um, I was
0: really built up for this one. I'm excited to hear it. Oh, okay. Hey, listen, did anyone else hear it in the audience? I guess that would be the uh, the key uh, question. I hope it came through. But anyways, listen, Tom, just before we got to go, I have been waiting a week to do this story. And I know other people have beat me to it and everything, but I came up with this almost right away. And uh, this is, well, I guess it's kind of election-related and stuff like that, but Tom... I have to talk about the whole Pelosi break-in thing because it's funny. Go for it. I love humor. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, listen, when they do not uh, show transparency, it inspires conspiracy. But I don't think that this conspiracy is far off. And I'll tell you why. First of all, we know that, uh, you know, it was over a year ago after the J six thing, Nancy Pelosi, in her all powerful position, and by the way, she's not only a powerful position in the, uh, that's the speaker of the house. She is a witch folks. I'm telling you, she is a witch, a high level witch, and that's a whole other s- show, uh, However, she moved a whole bunch, like about 150 officers from the D.C. uh, Capitol Police to San Francisco. Why? To protect her. (laughs) So she has 24-hour D.C. police, uh, state police, all around to be guarding her home. Now, at the time of the break-in, They weren't there. Huh. The next thing is, her house is surrounded with cameras, but yet they won't release the footage of this gentleman apparently breaking into the house. But yet, I want to note that the glass and the evidence it was shown on the news, he didn't break in, the glass was broken from the inside out huh the other thing that is uh strange about this story is the police when they were en route we've all heard the dispatch by now um, this person who was invading the home was being described as a friend the next thing is when the police arrived at the door The police report says that the assailant was holding uh, him and uh, Paul Pelosi were both hands on a hammer, kind of battling over this hammer, and the assailant was holding Paul Pelosi's other arm with his, so they're locked in arms. But yet, someone else opened the door for the police. That person has not been named. Then the police enter into the home, and apparently they're greeted by Paul Pelosi, but they they report that there was a struggle with the hammer, and they got them to drop the hammer, and then they tackled the so-called assailant. But they will not release the body cam footage. Huh so why all this transparency well folks here's my conjecture and it's really simple first of all we have to address how the guy got in so if paul pelosi wanted to have like a gay lover come in perhaps he would dismiss the security around his house. Perhaps they would not want to show the footage because this guy was being let in. Who is the third person who opened the door? Well this guy is the guy who goes out and gets these gay gay lovers. So this guy's job is probably the guy who goes and finds, you know, a lonely guy and this guy was homeless. He's living in a little bus with BLM and and a pride flag, he's a, you know, a nudist, a gay nudist guy, and stuff like that, so, and he's a drug addict, so perfect uh, boy love for uh, Paul Pelosi. So they bring him in, and then maybe something goes wrong, maybe the guy didn't want to do something Paul did, I don't know, and I'm not going to get into any details and speculation on that. But this is why the cover-up is. And I would say to anyone, if uh, you know, if this is defamatory comments, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I think my theory holds up much better than all of the uh, the twisted story because they keep finding every time they tell the story, there's a hole in it. So they decide to patch it up, and then the patches you cannot cover a lie with another lie. And, folks, that's why it has fallen apart. Uh, these people are sick. That's all I got to say. And uh, shame on these uh, policemen for covering for very powerful people. I'm sure the officers are being ordered from on high to do it. But uh, also, oh, yeah, wait, listen. I just saw uh, God's Rainbow uh, put in the chat, <laughs> Hammer Time. And, and I'm glad you did because that's a reminder is this symbolic going into the election <laughs> because they use the, the hammer and scorecard to fix the machines and stuff like that? Just wondering anyways, that I just had to get that off my chest about these, uh, about these people in that story. Cause it's just too funny. And I really couldn't talk about it on the other platforms, but so far here uh, we have been not censored on Podbean. So, I felt a little bit more free to speak. Anyways, Tom, why don't we get to your first story?
1: All right. Well, I wanted to say to just back you up that the gay sex ring is something that's throughout the power base of the cabal. It's something they use to keep their uh, groups together, and it's also part of the reward program. I was subject to that very thing and uh, scarred me because that's that's what happens. They get you in top position, and then you're introduced to the sex ring. And if you look at the guy handling my sister, like I said, Ryan Fitzpatrick, it's, he's... This gay person, she brags about it, and it's all about the sex ring being the glue that ties together a lot of the cabal, and it's just a really sad thing. So, but it'll start to unravel itself um, as their attentions and wanting to have power and influence uh, falls on each other. So that's exactly what's going to happen. You're going to see more and more the bedroom politics coming in and one of the interesting things is they don't res- they don't release the evidence they turn everything to their advantage so uh they'll take what is revealing and turn it around and make it that they're the good guys and that they have something uh that they did good all along where actually they're caught with their pants down
0: Yeah you're you're absolutely right and uh the way the sex ring works for everyone is uh you know, if you want to get to a place of power, they have to have blackmail on you. You need to be controlled. So they get people to do things. And, you know, as I, I've mentioned this before, uh, you know, years ago, you know, for instance, back in the 90s, it was okay to just cheat on your wife. And that was enough blackmail. Now cheating on your wife. Well, look at Bill Clinton. That kind of proved it. Uh, his approval ratings went up when he uh, engaged with a intern, which is just gross. A person of power with an intern, come on, you know, 30, 40 years less his age, gross. Uh, But so now they need to, you know, this is why they introduce children and things like that, because it's not accepted. By society although they're trying to make it acceptable tom but we'll not divert off the subjects at hand and we'll let you get to your first story okay which one last thing too i just want to put this in
1: since you open the door so br- brilliantly is watch for pretty boy boys and pretty girls to get top positions like elon musk i was brought in handed the keys to motorhomes everything else promised the world but i had to take a trip with this guy And so what happens is um, you see this idea where pretty people get in a position because that's part of the bait and switch trap of this um, New World Order body. And so that's how you can tell uh, the sex ring is working heavily. The first story that I wanted to go to, though, was the one with China. Um, We were talking about all the deals that China had, and it says, can the U.S. live in Xi Jinping's world? And you see this article in the BBC about how um, the U.S. under Biden and such are now treating China as hostile. Before, there's been over a trillion dollars in trade going on and a real good relationship with uh, trade and business. Now what's happening is America's doing to China basically what they did to Japan in World War II to tweak them, to tweak them, to force them into a aggressive posture and that means that taiwan is not safe because now the u.s is pushing uh, china to be combative before they were very very happy just recently with the relationships and the trade relationships and that calmed the beast now biden's going full out to tweak their nose and get them to want to fight back by dealing with the world trade organization
0: i I, i'm going to go a little bit further i think he's trying to push them into war with taiwan and uh, and it, it seems eminent, and uh, obviously Trump has uh, predicted this, and so far uh, Donald Trump has not been wrong with a lot of these things. So uh, this is a it's a scary time, folks. Uh, what what is going on here? Uh, very very scary, Whoa. and uh, you know the uh, God's Rainbow. Thank you so much for that. Uh, listen, the problem is, folks. All the conservatives right now are celebrating. We're celebrating this red wave that's supposed to come and everything will be good again. Folks, I don't think so. I don't think so. Because first of all, I don't believe in the left and right paradigm. I think they're all, well, I won't say all, but they are playing a script. This is all it is, folks. Um, it's compromised. Uh, can it be fixed? Yes, it can. Uh, will it be right now? I don't know. And the fact if you, uh, and I alluded to this a little bit on, uh, on the show last night, but if you listen to Joe Biden's speech, he's basically warning, look, we're putting the fix in on the election again, just like we did in 2020. I'm, I'm kind of saying what he said out loud, but in more direct terms. And if you complain about it, we're going to send the DOJ and FBI after you. Because he runs the executive branch and the executive branch controls the law enforcement. And that is the shot that was sent across the bow uh, with his speech. That's
1: exactly right. That's exactly
0: what's happening, even on the
1: home front for me. Um, they do that. They just send the FBI. And one of the parties had said, you know, how are you still alive, Mr. Tom Oldhouse? And the idea is, well, they give you a living death. They take everything, your sons, your jobs, your educate, everything's taken away. And so they see it as a living death. You become an example, basically on the cross. And so what we have to do is just keep standing up. If we have an ounce of breath in us to fight back to reveal how the powers are and apart from where the media says, mainstream media, it is the CIA, the FBI, the Secret Service, they, the Pentagon is the ones that are the real baddies in the world in this country that are causing so much harm and tied to the sex ring too. So it'll be an easy fix once everything comes out and um, the world wakes up and realizes it's been at the home front all along they're they're harming their own citizens they want to make sure they retain power like we say from world war ii on they never want to lose the grip of power and they've just played a game and the reasoning they have is uh, when i asked why are you doing this why are you doing this they said because we can so that's just how it goes down to they're playing a game a chess game they call it with the rest of the world and it's time for that game to be disrupted and
0: Yeah, that's right. And, you know, just uh, speaking of the FBI and that, and of course, they're good friends of yours, Tom. (laughs) They've visited you enough times. Uh, When you look at the origins of the FBI, folks, they were created to basically go after your political opponents. That was the creation of it. Uh, Go back in history, folks. It's all there to see. And what they function as in between is the cleanup crew for the CIA, who only serves the elitists of the world. They do not uh, serve the American people, and they never have. said.
1: That's exactly what it is. They are there for the rich and the elite. And there's one shot of the head of the CIA back with the Kennedy era when he was blatantly just destroying Kennedy and others like Martin Luther King and he's just puffing on a cigar. And they said, are you responsible for any harm to US citizens, basically? And he just puffs away on a cigar, enjoys a cigar, and then looks up and looks at this really badly performance, bad, badly done performance going, no. It's just incredible to watch the visuals of these guys and how they just thumb it in the face of the public. And they believe they can convince anybody anything they want. And one of the main tactics they use, which leads to some of our next stories, is the faces, they call it the face of the Christian coalition, the face of what's gonna bring change in the world, the face, they recruit the faces that will mislead the public into believing them on visuals, on the way they look, rather than on the substance of what they stand for. And they still play that tired old card. And I'm a product of that. I was supposed to be the face of the Christian coalition to mislead the public, and that was gonna be my job. And so it's time we see by the faces, if they look too good, they're not good. If they're groomed too much, they're groomed to do harm. Until we have a change in our world, let's start spotting the sheep clothing uh, and the wolves underneath the mask.
0: Well, Tom, there's so much there, and I want to talk about the rise of the Christian coalition because that's going to be big, but uh, you've brought it up a couple times. I cannot bypass the question any longer, Tom. I have always wondered Because it just seems to me, and this isn't news, folks, this is Jeff's personal curiosity, but it seems to me that people who are super attractive just have easier lives. Tom, how much easier is your life?
1: Well, when you're doing what they want, it is so easy. You're given limo service, you're given uh, beach house, you're given... uh... Um, the beautiful woman, she's assigned to you, which will basically be like a Stepford wife that'll do whatever you want. She'll come to you and say, I'm supposed to be with you. And she's gorgeous. It's like they cast a show where it would fit you, your desires most. It's unbelievable. And so you have protection. Um, it, when, when I was in inside, I was pulled over by the police for five infringements. I had been in a hurry to get to this really cool audition. And so I don't know if I shared this before, but I didn't have the seatbelt on, I didn't have the registration, my license wasn't with me, um, just you name it. And the police officer stopped me and he goes like, you won't realize how much I can bust you for. This is right in David Rockefeller's backyard when I was working for David Rockefeller. And he said like, I can get you in so many ways. Give me, wait right here. He goes back to his car and comes back and pats me on the back and he's laughing going, okay, we'll let you go, just don't do it again and let me go because I was on the list of do not touch.
0: There you go. It's almost like having a Freemasonry card in your wallet. Well, I did carry the FBI card, which said, please extend
1: every courtesy to Tom Oldhouse. I didn't even have to use it. And so basically anybody with me, loved ones, were just taken care of. Now you can see the carryover, what the result of that is. If you don't pay the piper and do what they want you to do and say what they want you to say, then your family members will receive the golden ticket, and you will be destroyed by your own family members that are threatening that if you don't if you don't go down, then you're ruining their lives because now they got the easy road and the easy ticket. Ergo, my sister with Brian Fitzpatrick and everything she gets when unlicensed elementary school counselor, she gets everything from trips to the Caribbean to London to you name it to maid service where they she brags they do her boards. Her floorboards, um, most remo- highest remodeled kitchen, most expensive equipment, um, Jimmy Fallon show, you name it, black tie dinners, uh, Flora Congress being listed as a treasure—all these things come to her because she's trying to destroy her own brother for Brian Fitzpatrick, the lifelong FBI operative. So the FBI brings it home in the biggest way and they don't wanna give up their power. And there was just an article recently where uh, Brian Fitzpatrick was sent to Ukraine and he says that's his friends in Ukraine, that's his friends there. And he's gonna to continue to do whatever it takes uh, to bring about the agenda of this new world order. That's what he's doing. And so um, watch what happens to your family if you turn down the chair. I mean, I remember the interview where I was brought in by Dr. Sova, who's now at Fallblows University, and the one that was part of the sex ring and told me all about it. Before that, he had a meeting with me, and I didn't know who he was exactly, and he's offering me his keys to his motorhome. He's offering, saying you're gonna have all these wonderful trips. The caveat was you have to go on a trip with me alone to DC, the sex ring. So you're not told exactly what's going on, but yes, watch for the beautiful people having a very easy life. Elon Musk is one of them. He doesn't earn his way, my sister doesn't earn her way, but they're given the world and the PR and the grooming so that um, just so they'll be the face, the face that we're supposed to respond to as if we're
0: idiots in the public. Well, Tom, you brought up Elon Musk and I know that was uh, one of your other stories that you wanted to talk about. So why don't we go there, Tom?
1: Very well, I have strong feelings on it, of course, because I will just cap it right away with this. If Elon Musk was taking Twitter because he loves humanity and it's not about money, then how come he's now making statements that Twitter wasn't making enough money and he has to make the money and he's going to make these blue tickets where you have to pay $8 in order to have favoritism in the Twitter platform uh, for verified blue check mark, he called it. Why all this when the organization was simply serving the public, not making a profit. It was just serving the public 300 million a month basically is what they estimate. And so why is Musk coming in to help the world because he loves humanity? Now, getting rid of half the workforce, they're saying, and doing it through emails, not even talking to these people, just emails, that's pretty cold, but they can't even say a word back. Sorry, you're out. And then turning into a profit-based company. That doesn't sound like somebody who said, you know, they're just gonna help the world and love humanity. That's somebody who wants to turn something that was serving humanity into something that'll be a money machine maker for him. And I have strong feelings about Elon Musk. I think he's a monster.
0: Well, I I think not only, so the blue checkmark thing, I have lots of different opinions on that. It still creates a divided class structured society. Uh, However, I really think he's using Twitter to help usher in a digital currency.
1: Yes, he is. He's going to be using that for that too. And he'll get a lot of um, stock value. He'll get a lot of returns for that. So he's basically, he's a mouthpiece. can't stand the guy and it's like one of these quotes on twitter says this say what you will about elon he does have a large fan base of people excited to work for him a fan base well great well that's exactly what they do they craft and groom you i was to be that too if i had taken the rewards yes i would be i'd have a fan base and i would be controlling the way people think and i'd be told what to tell them and what to lead them down the path which is not of god it's of uh, the elite. And that's exactly what happens. You don't get to wear the tux and have that uh, groomed life unless you're doing what evil wants. And that's how our world is run right now. So Elon Musk, you he works on stolen material. He's given material to help steal just like the Wachowskis did in my world. And so that's my, that's my stuff. That's what God gave through me, including the screenplay, as you said, was prophetic. The tech in that was also given through and warned about. And so he's the one making a fortune, richest man in the world, off stolen tech. Nothing good to say
0: about the man. Yeah, uh, there's uh, a lot of things. So uh, just getting back to the uh, to the Christian right that is going to come up. um, So we've always we've always heard this uh, term in this thing, and I use the word "thing" advisedly. I'm going to keep repeating that called the Great Awakening, and it's dark to light, ladies and gentlemen. It's the dark from Lucifer, and it's the light from Lucifer. It's the dark magic and the white magic. The left-hand path and the right-hand path. And what you have to be cautious about, people, is right now the crimes and the uh, just awfulness that the left-hand path has been doing are being exposed. And they're not being exposed because of great anons who are digging and digging and digging, although people are playing a part. You have to understand they're being exposed because it's being allowed to be exposed. And with the rise of the light side, it's going to have a very strong Christian-like contingent to it but it will not be a fundamentalist Christian contingent that is fully embracing of the Bible and all the words of Jesus. It will be uh, picking and choosing which things are correct and what fits in with our society. And they'll use lines like, you know, the Bible was written for society back then. We have to modify it for society uh, today, this is blasphemy, folks. This is not, it's the same God yesterday as today. Uh, if God wanted to give us an updated edition, he would probably come down here, stand on earth himself, uh, being, you know, like 10,000 feet tall to prove that he's God, and then uh, do it, but he's not going to because he wrote the end of the book, and I trust that he is satisfied with the ending
1: absolutely i totally agree when i was at pat robertson's organization for example when we go in you're supposed to cut all your ties and rely on them for your housing for your jobs for your connections for your relationships friendships everything associates you they get you 100 into their organization and dependent on it then they give you all these rewards. And so the whole thing is, if you go against what they want and there's some terrible things they ask you to do, you will lose everything, literally lose everything, and their attorneys will make sure you're destroyed, quote. And so Pat Robertson's organization makes it very clear, he makes it very clear that his organization doesn't believe in God when you're behind the closed doors. They don't believe in God. They believe that the evangelical base that they rely on for support is foolish and one of the dumbest demographs in the uh, world. And so what they're doing is using it and they don't believe in God's, they don't believe there'll be an accountability to God. That's what you're facing, that's what your eyes are open to when you're there. Sex is rampant, alcohol, drugs, everything's rampant there and it feels more exciting for them because they're getting to fool the public. It's like the Victorian period on steroids. And so what they're doing is they're making sure that you go along and toe the line and get in there, locked in there, where you can't get out, otherwise you'll destroy your family, you'll lose all your connections, you'll lose everything you work for. And one of their main tactics is to have what they call information meetings, where if you don't do what they want, there's information meetings held where the word goes down from Robertson to the top down that you are not to be associated with, no Christians are supposed to associate with you, you're said to be outside the church, they'll say you do witch uh, cult activities on kids, your agents will be contacted, your directors will be contacted. And I have t- an example after example of this being done. So that's the wielding power they use. And then they even name their place Regent University changing it because they say ruling in place of God. Robertson actually has this video out, you can see on YouTube where he talks about the law of reciprocity where he says that you control God. You control God because God's responsible. He's tied to his own rules and laws. So you use those laws to get rich. He says this on the air. He says that and that you will control God because God if you give to God, he is required to give back to you tenfold pressing down. And so therefore you can control God rewarding you because God's bound by his own laws? When Pat Robertson is gone, the world will be a better place. When he's behind bars, or if he finally dies of old age, will be freed from one of the biggest con artists, snake oil salesmen that's ever existed on the planet, who has investments in diamond mines, oil, gold reserves, you name it, he's got it all. And all he did was twist our world around and became a mouthpiece for the cabal and the one world order. It's no accident that the screenplay that was prophetic came out of the experiences with him and he also controls the police departments and the chief of police in his own area. So that's one of the go-to things you alluded to earlier. Yes, they do. They make sure the police is in their pocket when they have control of a certain area. They don't take that chance leaving that open and the judges do. That's how they continue. They grease the palms of those that are supposed to watch
0: uh, that's exactly right, Tom, and uh, we've certainly found that out uh, in looking at how the whole well, the whole legal system has been jeopardized, quite honestly. A big uh, blanket has been pulled over everyone, and uh, no one has been able to see through it until recently. But again, I, my contention to you, uh, please consider my words that we're being allowed to see all of this now for a reason, and we just need to stick to the word of God, folks. Uh, I'm I'm the last person who should be saying this, Uh, but I've been looking for truth, and it's the only truth I find. I keep repeating myself on it, so speaking of biblical references and stuff like that, Tom, Israel, we're supposed to keep our eyes on it, and you have been. Tell me what you see with Israel and Palestine.
1: Well, we were waiting for it. We called it last week that, you know, they were shelved on the side until they needed to bring them forward again. And here we have, uh, they call him King Bibi. Well, the prime minister is back in favor again and in power. And we had this peaceful time where uh, Arabian people were allowed to have a say, where there was a more tolerant government in Israel, and it was a beautiful thing. And now, right now, it's all gone down the toilet. Right now, it's all the religious right. The hawks are back in power. They even have Ben Gavir, who is, um, if I said it right, uh, the security minister, I think it is, back in power too, who has said that he wants death to Arabs. Death to Arabs is what his supporters say too. And now they're trying to change death to Arabs to death to terrorists. That is absolutely insane. That is rhetoric that should never be spoken. And right now they're dancing. We've got the ultra right in power, and that makes the CIA very happy. We've got the instrument for total war, total annihilation, the horsemen, as you say. It is now in place. And I have never seen more vicious, horrible individuals now in power across the board, shutting down those that would actually want to do well and change the world for the better. And it could be done overnight, everything could change, but right now, racism, religious uh, right, The power of um, the uh, neo-rights is now locked in, and we are in for a very bumpy ride.
0: So if you've been following the show for a while, I've been saying, and I say this with some confidence, actually, that, you know, the devil is setting the stage because the devil has read the end of the book as well. And the devil wants to rise and have as much time in power as possible. So he is setting the stage according to the book of Revelation. Now that does not mean that uh, these things will all happen at this time. Because God is sovereign and God is in control. And God will do it on his timeline. And not even the Son of God knows the uh, day in which these things will happen. But I can tell you with some confidence of having studied the book of Revelation and, uh, and you know, all the prophetic books like uh, Daniel and Ezekiel, and I'm telling you right now, at least my opinion is uh, where the devil is in trying to set the stage is he is at chapter six in the four horsemen and he's even been advertising it on TV through people like Beyonce and stuff like that. So uh it's a very very interesting time. But speaking of an interesting time Tom, you know what time it is now? Alright. Hey oh you know what I don't have a great sound effect for it yet however I'm gonna do this 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And it is time for the next page when we take a glimpse into the future by looking at the next page of the script with Tom.
1: Well, this is what's so interesting, Jeff, is that we have this situation where they're trying to go off page. They're trying to alter the story and they can't do it. There's no way to, because we're too aware of what's gonna come. We've already written it and it is prophetic. So right now we're at the point where the architect offered the position to the Oracle and the Oracle in the story says, sure, I'll do it. And then leads the people out for Christ. And and the architect had no idea what was going on when he tries to launch the four horsemen thing. And so, right now, what happens is um, I'm seeing that there's a switch going on where instead of being offered position, now the position's being revoked since they know what's going on and they hear us talk about what's going on, the offer's being refuted. They know I'm not gonna stop doing what I'm doing and neither are you and others like us. We're going to come forward and push for a better world. We're not gonna sell out. So therefore, they're changing the narrative. And what's interesting at this very point in the story where they go to alter it, information just came forward. This information is damning and is so blow away, it gives us the hammer, if you will. We'll just call it that way. Because what's gone on is there was a graphic in The Matrix. In The Matrix, that first graphic shot, the interrogation scene, first scene shot, the first scene I wrote, so they made that the first scene they shot. In it, you have, like we said, my birthday, my high school, my dad's name, all stuck in there, not by my deva- design, but by the Wachowskis wanting to be more clever than the actual writer and take credit for what God had been leading and use up that to be clever and important and be um, successful and have women. And so what you have is Uh, In that graphic was a mysterious entry. None of us knew what it meant. It was March 1962, March 13, 1962. None of us understood that entry. And now that we understand, it is chilling. Thank you to Oliver Stone, my favorite director, who I've done some work with his son, Sean, recently. So Oliver Stone has revealed something absolutely phenomenal. March 1962, The reason that's in there, along with my high school and everything else, and the reason it says 9-11 on the next page, and this is done in 1999, is that they're saying a false flag will be done, but that's not all. Now you enter March 1962. Why? March 13, 1962. March 13, 1962 was when the conspirators got together and decided to put onto Kennedy's desk, two days later, the Northwoods Project. The Northwoods Project. What is it? The Northwoods Project is a CIA suggesting or laying it out that there should be terrorist acts against U.S. citizens done by the CIA in order to galvanize any war they want against and blame anybody they want. Sound familiar? That's what March 1962 is. And that goes along with that page of 9 11 with all my information on it when I'm warning about a false flag in the Matrix story. So what they're doing is the CIA is putting an entry through the Wachowskis. They're too stupid to understand what it means. The CIA is putting in there their little lick saying, look, not only do we have 9-11 foreshadowed here, we're also gonna put in that here's the exact date when we came up with and put forward to the president, the idea of having false flags to do terrorism on US citizens in order to have wars that we want to upset and have regimes we have established. So in that first graphic, the mystery is solved. We now know what March 1962 is. It's the CIA saying they stole the work. It's the CIA saying we're gonna do terrorist acts on US citizens. It's the CIA saying that not only is 9-11 in there foreshadowed, which they did do using planes and bragging about it through their agents to this writer, they had foreshadowed all along right there in a piece that we never understood and now we do. So everything has come full circle on the CIA. Look for their funding to be cut. Look for the world to be righted. Look for this to change now. And their crimes against humanity that are worse than Hitler's regime will be revealed. And finally, the world will be freed from the terrorism of the U.S. government.
0: And so we have a caller, Tom, but right before I bring her on, I have to say this because uh, one of my frequent guests on this show is Michelle Stefanik, and she is the oath-taking truth-teller and when you talk about the cia taking uh shots at american citizens and terrorists act i could just see her listening to this jumping up and down because she has lived this and she has been uh her life has been gravely affected and she has vowed uh with her life to fight this off but without further ado sarah g welcome to right on radio you're on with jeff and tom
2: Good morning, Jeff and Tom. So excited to be a part. Um, Amazing week we've had on Ride on Radio. So many amazing shows. So it's been so great to listen. But my question actually is for Tom. um, Based on all the current events that have been happening recently with Elon Musk in the news, what do you think is the next chapter in The Matrix?
1: I think the next thing we're going to see is, I love the question, first of all, and it's great to be on here with you. Um, What you're going to see is we're going to go off page. The other side's gonna try to rewrite the story, rewrite the ending, rewrite the outcome, but they can't. They're in God's world. They are in the pages that were, that God led. They cannot get off the screenplay. You can't say you put the author in his own story and control the narrative. You're inside the story. They're inside the car. They can't change what's gonna happen. All they can do is make it more amplified and revealing on themselves. And that's exactly what's happening. The more they try to twist the screws, the more the screws come loose on their end. And so what's happening is they've lost. They know it, they've already said so. They call it a chess game, it's over. They cannot win. I'm still breathing and a lot of us still are. And right now it's all changed where they're the ones that are under threat by their own body because they failed to do what they said they would do and brag they would do. So right now the fear is on their side. We have no regrets. There's no greater feeling than having lived right. There's no greater feeling than having done the right thing. And that is gonna resound forever. No matter what happens to me, uh, my son can hold his head high and say, well, dad did it right, dad didn't stop. And my friends like Jeff and yourself, we can hold our heads high. There's no greater feeling. And I want people to understand that when you live it right and you do it right and you turn down the rewards, you can't put a price on it. You can't put a meter on what that feels like because you can, it's just it's just a warm, wonderful feeling to do the right thing and don't let the other side convince you otherwise. So what you're gonna see right now is a period of hiccups where they're gonna try to change the narrative but their pencils are gonna break, their ink wells are gonna run dry, they're not gonna be able to change the pages. It's happening, it's all happened, ordained by God, and now God takes a steering wheel, and we finish strong, and they won't change it. So watch for these leaders that are celebrating now to fall out of favor, and I bet you this, I watch for little ailments to occur, uh, tweaking each other, they'll be afraid, like the hammer in Palopsi's story, Palopsi, I'll call it, uh, When what Jeff was talking about. You're gonna see these things unfolding on them falling apart on them as they try to concentrate on hiding evidence and trying to stop the narrative they can't stop the floodgates so i would say it's time to start celebrating the right has revealed its hand and like jeff said the right and left the same side of the different coin the same side of the different coin so it's like they're just it doesn't make sense but that's what they are they're They're basically a twisted anomaly that's not going to be able to maintain their power. And what their biggest fear is that people will be bored with them, not think they're cool, not think they're exciting. That's exactly what I'm doing with Illuminati right now. All the materials sent to me, I'm sending back saying, you guys are ridiculous. What you're doing is you're saying you're giving up your sovereignty. You're saying we're just supposed to follow orders. There's no way. I'll I'll never join you guys. You guys are boring, sick and you've given away your authority, you've given away your sovereignty, and that's nothing I will ever do. I will remain creative and a free thinker, along with other people that are, and enjoy their company and a better world together. So it's over, it's over, God wins, and uh, I think we're gonna see, as far as the next page, uh, back on track. We'll get back on the story, it'll wrap up the way it's supposed to.
0: Sarah, did that answer your question?
2: Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. And it's very interesting. I would think even a couple of years ago, um, people weren't awake, and now they are, and praise God for that because He's making such a difference in everyone's life. And the pages are finally turned.
0: Uh, they are. But listen, I, I, I'm—I know I'm not going to be the most popular kid in the block by saying this, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is my belief in my opinion that we're coming out of the dark into the false light why do i believe it because the bible says that's what's going to happen you got to remember satan is going to come as an angel of light we're gonna uh yes we're gonna see a lot of bad characters go down i believe that it has to happen And, and by the way the false light rising is god's will That is my God, creator of the universe's will, that that will happen. But do not be deceived. That is the point that I heavily want to emphasize. And by the way, Sarah, I didn't even ask where you're calling from.
2: I'm actually calling from Knoxville, Tennessee.
0: Ah, beautiful. I was down in Knoxville a couple months ago. Loved it.
2: Yes, it's a really great place. We just moved here and, um, it's been a blessing. So we're excited for our next page here too.
0: Uh, congratulations on it. Hey everyone. Well, that's the show for today. Uh, thank you very much, uh, for being here. The next show will be Sunday, uh, live at 10 AM on YouTube. And then it'll be posted on pod being here later. Uh, But please join for the book of Jude, which is, uh, well, it's not a happy book, folks, (laughs) but uh, it is the Word of God. And I remind people, if you have not tuned into the series, we've already, it's a a very short book. Uh, It's two chapters, and uh, we've got to verse 10 so far, and uh, that's because, listen, Uh, If we're talking about Revelation and end days, and I believe we're in end days, but you know, people have believed that for 2,000 years, I could be wrong. I doubt it. However, the uh, book of Jude is purposefully placed in the Bible right before the book of Revelation. If you go to the book of Revelation chapter 1 and just turn back one page you're in jude and i think it's a very timely message and yes angelina says be the berean and that is the theme of the show and fighting apostasy so thanks everyone for being here have a blessed weekend love the one you're with absolutely uh, enjoy your families and uh hopefully you have some good weather we do have some good weather here And we'll see you on Sunday, but in the meantime, remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community. Right on, right on, right on